Welcome to another edition of the Bible in the News. This is John Billington with you this week. We certainly live in the most interesting of times. The prophets all spoke of these days. The time of Israel's regathering and the time when all the nations would come against that regathered Israel. One of the major signs that we look for uh, and have looked for is the separation of Britain from Europe with the understanding that Britain is the latter-day Tarshish of Ezekiel 38, one of the nations that stands against the Northern Confederacy. The proof of Britain being the latter-day Tarshish can be an in-depth study, but it can also be shown simply from the following points. First, that Tarshish would be a seafaring nation. We get that from Isaiah 23. Number two, that Tarshish would have an empire. Ezekiel 38 and verse 13. Number three, Tarshish, uh, in Tarshish, uh, you could mine silver, iron, tin, and lead. Ezekiel 27, verse 12, and Jeremiah 10 and 9. And fourth, Tarshish would be involved in assisting in the return of the Jews. Isaiah 60 and verse 9. And that last one, to be honest, people, you know, discuss Tarshish. Number four about the assisting in the return of the Jews from Isaiah 69 really removes any doubt that uh, the Latter-day Tarshish uh, can only fit Britain. With that understanding, it was the writer Graham Pierce that wrote in the 1981 Milestones the following of what it would be like in the world and what events would be going on in the world when Christ returned. He says it would be at, at that time, he says, the building uh, of the great image of Nebuchadnezzar will be in progress. The fourth beast of Daniel will be recreated with its little horn of the papacy speaking great things and preparing to challenge Christ and the saints. America will be separated. Britain will be isolated on the edge of a hostile continent. Events may move slowly or quickly, we do not know, but we shall have no excuse that the Master's coming has caught us as a thief in the night. So the separation of Britain from Europe has been a great sign of the times, and for that matter, actually America as well, which is something we're seeing under Trump. Uh, and this is something that many Bible readers and believers have looked for uh, from the time that Britain went into Europe. So how exciting was it for us when we heard the following on the night of the Brexit vote? Ladies and gentlemen, dare to dream that the dawn is breaking on an independent, united kingdom. Well, that was then, and this is now, as the British Prime Minister Theresa May settles in to paying an exorbitant Brexit bill to Europe, in exchange, really, for not much. This was Nigel, Nigel Farage uh, just last week, speaking about what his feelings are on this deal that they're talking of regarding Brexit. Well, it's not really a deal, is it? It's more like a surrender. I mean, we're paying a huge sum of money. We're allowing a foreign court to continue to have jurisdiction over our country. We're committing ourselves to regulatory uh, similarity, uh, which means we can't become competitive. And we've done all of this in return for nothing. They will now just talk to us about perhaps having a trade deal. So, so the point about Brexit 
uh, and, and this is very much for the business community to think about. We voted Brexit because we wanted to be able to be more competitive than our European neighbours, to make our own laws in our own sectors. We voted Brexit because we wanted to be able to go global. And the problem with the timeline we're on here is at the very earliest, the first, week, the first time we could sign a trade deal with the USA or anybody else would be the end of 2021, a full six years after we voted Brexit. So I suppose it turns out that a Brexit vote was really quite a simple thing to do, but actually producing Brexit is another. Does this mean in any way that we question the prophecies? Certainly not. The course is clear from Scripture that Britain does not belong to Roman Catholic Europe. Her place is on the other side, as it has historically been. It also may be the case that Britain does not have it all that easy when it comes to leaving Europe. The nation has generally turned its back on the Bible, and whether hard times come now or later, they certainly will come. And this will be the same for Canada and the majority of the Western nations. And we'll speak about this uh, a little bit more as we go here. Uh, nations that once had the Bible at the center of society in homes and schools and laws and government, uh, in which, you know, this is the Western world. It was, these, this was the, this was the, Areas where the Bible flourished and was treasured the most, we could say, once upon a time. But, be that as it is, over the last weeks and months, there have been signs that continue to confirm that Britain, as Latter-day Tarshish, still has a role to play on the world stage and in fulfilling the ancient prophecies of the Bible. Prophecies that see her with a role in the Middle East as a part of the Southern Alliance in Ezekiel 38 or as it is called in Daniel 11, the King of the South. Many think, how on earth could Britain be part of the King of the South when she's an island in the North Atlantic? I mean, it does sound a little, a little different. Well, that's what is, the, you know, that's really the reason why we expect, uh, and many Bible readers have expected, that uh, Britain would have a military presence at the minimum, at a minimum, a military presence south of Israel. And this was something that many Bible readers could clearly see at the time between World War I and II, when Britain really was there in a greater, much greater presence than she is today. But with Britain's uh, post-World War pullbacks and loss of empire, many have decided that this understanding of prophecy was simply wrong. Sometimes patience is all that's needed. Just give God time and he will never leave us disappointed. And with that in mind, it was the Foreign Minister of Britain, Boris Johnson, who got our attention on December the 7th when he wrote an article in The Telegraph with the headline, Britain Can Lead the Global War Against Islamic Terror. In the article, he calls for Britain to return to the Middle East to avoid decades of further terror and instability. So coming from Britain's Foreign Minister, uh, calling for a return for Britain into the Middle East really is quite something. Um, uh, and as I, I think I said, that was an article in the, uh, in the Telegraph. But actually, and interestingly, Britain is already making moves back into that region. It was just last month that, uh, one of the, uh, one of her naval bases came into, uh, uh, full activity again. Uh, and it's, uh, in Bahrain, in the Persian Gulf, and it's called Jufair. And incredibly, the symbol really is amazing. It's a Phoenician trading ship. That's the symbol of the base. 
uh, I guess you'd call it a coat of arms. And how incredible is that? You know, if, if we're looking at Bible prophecy, looking at Latter-day Tarshish, and you're, and you're going over all this, and then you realize Britain has opened a base in the Persian Gulf you, with the symbol of the Phoenician trading ship. Uh, and if you are listening to Bible in the News this week on BibleInTheNews.com, uh, that's great, but if you're getting it from a podcast, you can go to BibleInTheNews.com and there will be a picture, uh, I'll post a picture of it on the on the page so you can see it. But with all that said, we must mention that as, as far as Israel goes, Britain often talks the talk, but does not follow up with true support. And uh, it was uh, just this week, actually, that that was clearly on display in the United Nations Security Council as they gathered to vote on the status of Jerusalem. And they were ultimately trying to void the U.S.'s recognition of Jerusalem as the capital of Israel. And in the end, the U.S. had to vote against the 14 other states. And to the great shame of Britain, it voted against the U.S. against and against Israel. It could have at least abstained, at least abstained, but no, it voted against. And the following is some of what the U.S. ambassador to the U.N., Nikki Haley had to say after the vote. The result of the voting is as follows. 14 votes in favour, one vote against. The draft resolution has not been adopted owing to the negative vote of a permanent member of the Council. I now give the floor to the members of the Council who wish to make the statement after the vote. I give the floor to the representative of the United States. Thank you, Mr. President. I have been the proud representative of the United States at the United Nations for nearly a year now. This is the first time I have exercised the American right to veto a resolution in the Security Council. The exercise of the veto is not something the United States does often. We have not done it in more than six years. We do it with no joy, but we do it with no reluctance. The fact that this veto is being done in defense of American sovereignty and in defense of America's role in the Middle East peace process is not a source of embarrassment for us. It should be an embarrassment to the remainder of the Security Council. What we witnessed here today in the Security Council is an insult. It won't be forgotten. It's one more example of the United Nations doing more harm than good in addressing the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. Today, for the simple act of deciding where to put our embassy, the United States was forced to defend its sovereignty. The record will reflect that we did so proudly. Today, for acknowledging a basic truth about the capital city of Israel, we are accused of harming peace. The record will reflect that we reject that outrageous claim. For these reasons, and with the best interests of both the Israeli and the Palestinian people firmly in mind, the United States votes no on this resolution. Many wondered why, if God rules in the kingdoms of men, as we are told in the book of Daniel, why on earth he put Trump into the presidency? After listening to Nikki Haley in that clip, I don't think we should be wondering at all. Currently, when the chips are down, Israel has only one friend among the nations, and that is the United States, that elderly lion. As the vote at the UN Security Council did not pass, 
It is now being pushed to a vote on Thursday at the UN General Assembly. And although that vote is not is uh, non-binding and largely symbolic, even so, Nikki Haley put out a tweet on Twitter today saying the following. At the UN, we're always asked to do more and give more, she says. So when we make a decision at the will of the American people about where to locate our embassy, we don't expect those we've helped to target us. On Thursday, there'll be a vote criticizing our choice. The U.S. will be taking names. So on Thursday's vote, may Britain please come to her senses, because during the U.N. security vote, it was sad to see the once great Britain acting against God's plan. This was the country of the Balfour Declaration. This was the country who led the defeat of Nazi Germany. And this was the country that took the lead in the Reformation and took God's holy word around the globe. And turning her back on Israel will not make Britain's exit out of Europe any easier. The following was written by Paul Billington in the Bible magazine's last issue. He wrote, Britain's separation from Europe today will be strongly opposed by the political and academic elite who have their own agenda. Her, quote, Dunkirk spirit flies in the face of European of the uh, European objective, which is being promoted by the Vatican. There will be no smooth exit for Britain from Europe today any more than there was in 1940. Britain did not find it easy to resist Hitler's new Europe and escape from it, and she will find it no easier today. In fact, it will be more complicated. We know from, the Bi from Bible prophecy that Britain will come out of Europe, but the process could be very painful. As we watch Britain struggling to separate from Europe, may each of us ensure that we are not attached to this world. There are many reasons why we get attached to this world, as Britain has got attached to Europe, whether it's family, friends, finance, or a range of other things that rope us in, but we must resist. God calls us as individuals to be holy and separated for Him. And may we be so separated as, ev as the events in the world are orchestrated to bring about the day spoken by all the holy prophets since the world began. And as we see Britain in these times struggling to get out of Europe, we still can be so sure that we are in the time of the end. Number one, of course, because she's struggling to get out of Europe. There's actually a struggle to get out as opposed to, uh, it seemed for years, her just trying to get further involved. But we sit here and we look at these events, and it's not our subject today, but you can look at the other Arab nations slowly turning to favor the southern Arab nations to favor Israel. And all this with Trump and Jerusalem is just bringing the world furiously against, uh, against Israel, certainly, and even against the U.S., which is what we started out by reading from Graham Pierce, saying America would be separated. And there she stood separated from everyone, and as we say, unfortunately, from Britain itself. But we are excited at the same time, seeing that God has provided Israel a friend at this point among the nations. And we pray not just for peace brought about by the United States, but we pray, pray for the true peace that will come when Messiah, the Lord Jesus Christ, returns and establishes that kingdom of David and that throne of David. And we pray for that day soon. Thanks for joining us again this week 
for another edition of the Bible in the News on BibleInTheNews.com.